welcome back to Off The Record. Episode 2, John, did you think we'd make it this far? Honestly, the reception from the fans from episode 1 was so good, we couldn't not do episode 2. Uh, oh, it's overwhelming. We're back by overwhelming popular demand. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't actually released episode 1 yet. No. But I can only imagine it went down a storm. 100% of the people that listen to it have <laughs> said they had a good time listening to it. Or at least didn't say anything bad. So, yeah, I think that's that's good. Yeah. Did you? Can you imagine if it when we released it, it just kind of like solved the world's problems? There's think, just no more wars. I can imagine that. Coronavirus has been solved. Well, I think Fleetwood Mac are all friends again. That's never going to happen. Did you see the interview with Stevie? No. What did she say? She said she doesn't. She she. It's a working relationship. Her and Fleetwood Mac. And she feels much more relaxed when she's doing her own music and doing it on her, and her own music on her own tours. It's, she's not the one that got sacked. It's a much more intense situation when when you're with Fleetwood. Uh, yeah, well, think yeah, well, she feels that, that way. Got imagine, imagine how your boy feels. This is quite it's quite prolific for us actually. Two episodes in a week. Just how long did Boomerang take? Boomerang, our hit track, uh, up to at least 80 views on YouTube. Hip track. Two and a half minute instrumental magnum opus. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't take that long. I feel like it only took long because... Oh, it took months. No, because you're an alcoholic, isn't it? And you were sat there, <laughs> you were sat there drinking the whole time. And, and for me... Two I was, beers in, I was just not used, I was useless. You were a wreck. And I had to carry that ship to shore and you did an excellent job because it does sound great it sounds good you know what it sounds very like if i could go back and i mean i could but i I don't want to remix it our our second track will be good our sophomore when's that coming out when you quit your drinking problems never (laughs) fight me damn well our band pink moon isn't it that's our band name it's one of the names. I think it's a probably one We have of more names than songs. Yeah. Because that's easier. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I'm good at those. I specialise in coming up with band names. You do. You do. And maybe for a little treat, we can hear one of them. Yeah. Maybe a feature of the uh, of the pod will be me reading out my latest editions. That'd be quite good. That'd be a bit of fun. Um, one that you came up with. Yeah. Uh, petroleum dollars that's a decent name yeah man it's on the list one of mine yeah uh gunboat diplomacy oh very very good good that one yeah the smoking gun or follow up the smoking fun oh i gotta admit smoking fun didn't didn't hit me the same way Uh, well another one of yours antique dreams that's a good one that's that's a that's a me one right yeah that's one of yours yeah, I remember doing that one and thinking it was dope. How about the band with a thousand names? That one's uh, it's on the band territory. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> we we know how we feel about that, and our oh. fans know how we feel about that. More names next week. Oh, sorry, I keep punching the microphone. It's all right. We'll fix it in post. I enjoyed fixing stuff in post last week. Because every time I made a I made a joke or said something that didn't sound very good, I just cut it out. <laughs> it's great. 
Damn. That's... I'm actually nowhere near as witty as I, as I sound in the first podcast. Hey, you're witty, all right? That's all I want to hear about that. Um, you did so. do a good job, I thought, especially as your first time. I was very proud of you. I was learning on the job. Yeah. And I thought, this this guy, he's really gone above and beyond. And, uh, yeah. How, how am I sounding this week? How's the, how's the sound quality? Sound quality's perfect. Can you hear any, any plosives? Any big P's and B's? <clears throat> nope. No. Do you know why that is? Because of my shiny new pop shield. Wow, let's... My shiny new pop shield on a cool swinging arms uh, mic stand. Or did you get one that attaches to the desk? To the desk, yeah. <clears throat> I want to get one of them. They look pretty decent. It is good. It does mean I've invested in the podcast. So we're going to need to monetize this at some point. I've invested in it because I got a new mic. That's a USB microphone. Yeah. For even before on episode one, this is a new microphone. You didn't tell me that. I think I mentioned it. I got it on sale. I got it on sale. Uh, Why didn't you tell me I would have got one? I wouldn't have got one. I've already got one. Yeah, but this one's a really sick USB one, and I got it for £20, bro. Is is there a a quality difference in XLR to USB? Um, I think it's... I mean, obviously, I I think if you're doing, uh, like, music, like, recording and stuff, you want to do it into an XLR. Potentially, it's better, but I think for what we're doing here... This is a decent quality sounding mic, in my opinion. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, so, one week into lockdown, how are you finding it? You know what? Where we are, barely feels like lockdown. You know? I dropped my mum off in town the other day. She had Heaving, wasn't it? Heaving. I was in there uh, a few days ago, yeah. It's as busy as it's ever been. Yeah. It didn't feel like, remember lockdown one, you could drive, like the streets were dead. You know, you could go out, you could drive around, you know, and there'd be no cars anywhere. Everyone was in their house. And now people are locked down, it's just lockdown in name, not in nature. No, but I mean, you've you've basically been on lockdown since January though, haven't you? With your refusal to get a job. Yeah. I just don't, I just, I prefer to just not, never leave the house. <laughs> Maybe just lock myself away. Like Rapunzel. I've always said you're like Rapunzel. Yeah, uh, a lot of people do. So how have you been keeping yourself busy? Um, well, I do my freelance stuff. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Doing really well. You should advertise on here. If anyone needs a website for their you know, small to medium-sized business, call Squarespace. Yeah, um, don't call Squarespace. Call me. I'll do it for a fraction of the price and a fraction of the quality. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, but no, it's going really well, and it's uh, quite fun. It's quite, it's quite good that to um, the freelance stuff. I'm enjoying it, you know. I've learned a lot. Well, that's good. That's progress, I guess. Yeah. What else have you been doing? Have you managed to listen to anything else that isn't Taylor Swift? I. That's a good question. I was thinking we should do um, like a thing. You know, let me look at my play- playlist and see what's new. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yep, that's one. Maggie Rogers, you ever heard of her? No. She's really good. She is a singer, songwriter from America. And she is a very talented lady and has an album out. Has a couple tr- has a couple of tracks. A song called Light On is a good one. Um and Alaska was a breakout one. She was discovered by Pharrell. 
from Nerd, N-E-R-D. I don't know if you say it in Nerd or you say it N-E-R-D. I've heard it pronounced both. Uh, yeah, he discovered her, and, and uh, she's pretty damn good. Um, her and Phoebe Bridges. I love Phoebe Bridges. Uh, and Phoebe, which... if you're hearing this. Sorry, go on. Please uh, send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> please reply to my emails. <laughs> go on, speaking of which. Uh, I've been watching, almost on repeat, Phoebe Bridges' um, Tiny Desk concert she did with her band boy genius have you yeah. seen that yeah i have yeah. and uh julian julian baker i yeah. assume it's pronounced julian yeah i'm a little bit i'm a little bit in love with her dude well then we could bloody that'd be a nice little thing though you know what i mean it'd be like abba where <laughs> <laughs> we are married and in love and also in a band yeah i'm sure we could pull that off but yeah i don't know phoebe bridges is really really dope uh massive fan of her music and of her in general. I think she seems like a nice lady in interviews, you know. Um, so many live performances. That, that really that really is what puts a nail in the in the fan coffin of my heart. That is my heart. Sounding as good live as you do. Yeah, sounding, man- managing to, if not sound as good, but translate it in a, in a really good and interesting way. And there's so many bands out there that just, bloody well can't do it or just won't do it you know and i hate it when you see people singing to backing tracks i think that's one thing about like um a lot of pop artists that i find that are really talented and stuff like you know you've got you got ariana your ari i call her who i i really enjoy her her uh, songs and stuff and how they're produced and everything are you about to slam ariana grande I'm not about to slam, but what I'm about to say is that if... She's got one of the best voices I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then, But then she doesn't utilise that with a band that she can that she can properly jam with on stage. Instead, it's like a... I, feel, I From what I understand, it's a backing track. And maybe that's not all of her gigs and stuff, but I feel like that's, that's the way to do it. Especially, and as I was saying from before, her label probably thinks... You know, bloody hell, it's already expensive enough. You've got all these big screens. I don't want to pay a bunch of bloody musicians. <laughs> you think it's a cost issue? Yeah, I think it's a cost <laughs> issue. I think they're too cheap to fork out for a couple bass players and drummers and stuff. And maybe the arrangements would be hard to do, but I think that would be such mo- much more of a of a gig to go see her sing the way she sings with a band that can play off her energy, singing, etc. She can do the same to them. That'd be so much more satisfying to watch than her just her singing to a backing track. We could be her band. We could be her band, yeah. I think we appeal to her core fan base. I'd be her backing vocals, for sure. All right, mate. hope this isn't another Simon Garfunkel situation again. <laughs> uh, where you'd be Garfunkel. <laughs> John, John and I were talking about how we, we could be a Simon and Garfunkel tribute band, and he straight face and with a very serious look in his eyes looked at me and went obviously you'd be Garfunkel <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the harshest insults I've ever been dealt <laughs> <laughs> how am I supposed to be Garfunkel man <laughs> oh, alright fine being Hall in our Hall and Oates cover band alright be Hall wait <laughs> yeah fine you can be Hall man yeah Oats is a stronger moustache. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, I think that's more important. 
<laughs> Good. Okay. Why don't you tell us what we're doing here, John? We are talking about Taylor Swift. She is a singer and a songwriter. Are you not, are you not looking at the podcast notes? Oh, we're reintroducing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So in this podcast, Off the Record with Tom and John, we take an album listed by the Rolling Stones. Not the Rolling Stones. Not the Rolling Stones. <laughs> the Rolling Stone magazine. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards have had nothing to do with this. I don't want another Verve situation where they take all our money. You know what? They might. Actually, no. They they they're too happy doing their thing. Um, we just talk, we just listen to albums that Rolling Stone magazine has told us is good. You know what I mean? They put it, and we're doing the top one hundred. They did five hundred. We didn't have the the shoots part to say let's do five hundred <laughs> episodes of a podcast. You know what I mean? Well, at this rate, it's going to take us two years just to get through the hundred. That's crazy talk, but you're right. Um, so yeah, and number ninety nine, top one hundred. Sorry, John, before you get on to Taylor, I'm afraid I've got some devastating news. What's that? Well, I've been waiting to give it to you on the pod because I want to get your reaction. Okay, fuck. On November the 10th, three days after we recorded our first episode, yeah. Rolling Stone magazine announced their own podcast going through the list of greatest no. albums. <laughs> yeah. They've usurped us, John. The bastards have usurped us. What the... Well, no, but at least we have time. We have time stamps to prove to them that we came up with it before them. So f- fuck them in the face. Even worse, they're doing it in partnership with Amazon. No, we're missing out on all of that Bezos money. <sighs> and he's got enough. He's got enough to go around for show. Oh, he could spare a fiver. No, but they they won't probably be really bad. Like who the who's their host? Not us. So it's already us, no. already it's pretty terrible in my books. Uh, I'm not interested in it. Rolling Stone can shove it. And plus, they're listed dumb anyway. But that being said, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing this list. <laughs> we're already committed now. Yeah, we're, we're going through this list. And it's quite a cool list. And, you know, and it is an opportunity for us to listen to things we haven't listened to before. Um, you know, a lot of the... Like, like Taylor Swift, for me. For you, yeah. This is an album I remember... Uh, I, I was a big I was a big fan of Taylor Swift. So I enjoyed her music. This album was the was the beginning of me. So I I wasn't interested in it. I thought I could, I can't be asked to listen to that. Um, so I didn't bother with this one so much, which worked out quite well. But I do like Taylor Swift on the whole. Um, this is Taylor Swift's album Red, by the way. I don't think we've said the album so. Oh yeah, Red. Good point. And the the do you know the meaning behind this the album name? No. It describes emotions, bro. And she came up with the adjective red. She's trademarked red. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't put it past her. She's, um, it describes the different emotions that I've written about on this album. Red. Tumultuous. Would be a better name for the album. Next. Crazy. Would be a better name for the album. Next. Insane. Mm, no, go next. Intense. Boring. Next. Semi-toxic relationships that she's experienced in the last two years. Perfect. Why should <laughs> she not call it that? Um, so it's all those emotions spanning from intense love, intense frustration, 
jealousy, confusion, all of that. In her mind, all of those emotions are red. So that's why she called it red. So this album spans, not only does it span genres, but it spans emotions. And I think it does both of those things not in a great way. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of tracks on this album could have been cut. Oh, wow. Harsh. Yeah. I thought I was going to be the one that was going to be negative and you were going to offer some balance. But it sounds like we're both going to be piling on. I just think there's just like a bit of filler on there and there's a lot of songs, you know, I mean, this is just my personal taste, obviously. But there's some songs on here that really just you got a big vibe going and then all of a sudden it's just a bummer and then you're thinking when is this song going to end it why is there just like for some reason in this time period i think we have um what's that band called the the folk band with like called brothers or something what are they called the one that did that song that goes hey jing 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 they're called like brother or or oh, are you all right you know the band you know that band <laughs> You feeling alright? Fuck's sake! You know the band, man. Something Brothers. Carrie Brothers? No. No idea what you're talking about. You do. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to think of the band name, but they had that one. All literally, all their songs are on acoustic guitar, and they got like, playing a kick drum, and it's kind of folk pop. I have no idea what they're called. I'm surprised you don't. It seems like right up your alley, sort of that kind of stuff. Just Google it quickly. I can't. Well, what am I going to Google? Boring band with a kick drum. Oh, I know who it is. Who? Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. Yes. No, I don't like them at all. Yeah. I think Mumford and Sons, when they got popular, a lot of music started sounding like that. It was just really boring, you know? And it was just... And there's a song on this album that reminded me just of that, where, like, early, uh, early 2010s was just... Like, some pop music was just either terrible or just really boring. But anyway, there, there was, this time period was definitely very boring for pop music, in my opinion. It's got the guy from Snow Patrol on the album, John. Oh, is that who that, that is? That was a surprise, yeah. Because you're, you're quite a big Patrol fan, aren't you? That's, that's the song <laughs> I'm talking about. That was boring, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. I did not know who that guy was. Yeah. He's got a great name, though. It's like... Gary Lightbody, isn't it? Yeah, that is a cool name. That's a great name. Terrible song. Terrible song. And it was so boring. Who listened to that and thought it was good? I feel like she put it on there because Gary was there. Like he came, he, he spent a day of his week in the studio, so she was a bit guilty. Like, I can't cut this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did, he tried his best. I did actually read about it, and uh, she's, she's a big fan of, of Snow Patrol. That doesn't surprise me very much. Because she's also a fan of Ed Sheeran, which is another track that I'd like to one that I'll get. But we'll get into that. I feel like we're not we're not quite there yet. No, you're jumping ahead a bit. Yeah, but I would like to uh, bring you back to something you said earlier, where it, it just wasn't really for you the album. Is that what you were saying? Yes. Yeah, it was just I lost my own interest in Taylor Swift at that point, for sure. But not necessarily a terrible album, just not for you. Is that too generous to say? Because it went seven times platinum. It's not, yeah. But, I mean, but she had, she was Taylor Swift, and she was, she was like just unstoppable at this point. She still is unstoppable. Let's be fair. But at this point, she was like, she's not. She wasn't even at her peak, but she was on a constant trajectory upwards, you know. And so this album could have been a steaming pile of dookie, 
and still gone seven times platinum, no doubt. I think there's some doubt. I've got some doubts about that. I think she had to maintain a certain level of quality. And and you know what she did is she. This is a step away from her uh, more country stuff. Obviously, there's country aspects in it, but this is, I think, when she realised she's more than just a a pop country star. She could have just been a straight up pop star and really ruled the roost. And uh, we see that with a couple of tracks on this album. Yeah, I can tell you what three they are, and it's the three that she got uh, Max Martin to write for her. Very true. Which are talk us through that uh, trouble. 22 and we're never getting back together yeah probably the three biggest songs from the album yep 100 percent. and uh and just written by a just a sellsword who will write for anyone yeah and he'll just write somehow he writes massive oh he's songs. clearly got this incredible ability to write pop songs and hooks yeah man if for anyone that doesn't know max martin's just writes for it pretty much every pop superstar you can think of He's been responsible for 23 number ones. The only two people that have more are Lennon and McCartney. Damn. But obviously none of the songs he sings, they're, none of the, they're all other people's songs. Yeah. People want to work with him. You know, all the, all, all the... Well, I can see why. He's incredibly successful. I just find it... I don't know. I, just... I can't imagine how, how he manages to write pop songs like that, you know? Apparently he can... He can write from Taylor Swift's point of view. I'm sure they collaborated. It wasn't just him. Eh? I just I just have this real issue with outsourcing songwriting duties to people who professionally write catchy tunes. Yeah. It just means the song means nothing to the person singing it. All it tells me is that they can afford to hire Max Martin. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. What you're saying is true, for sure. I I, I imagine he just had a lot to say about um, structure and and production. Maybe not so much lyrical content, but then again, the stuff she's singing about, you know, it's not really... It's quite ubiquitous. Uh, uh, it's fair, though. Her her lyrics do shine through. She is, she's a brilliant lyricist. She's really clever. She is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at her at best, her those kind of like sing-along melodies are excellent they're mccartney-esque at times yeah no yeah there's some there's some real bangers on this album and i think that um that there are some boring ones and they they slow down the pace a lot for an album that is an hour long i think an hour is too much you know for an for for an, for an album like this you know i think 40 minutes give me that 40 minutes is more than enough of listening to Really the same song over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, after a while. For sure it was there there's a lot of songs. There's songs in here I would cut. Why don't you, why don't you take us through? Alright, well, track number one. It's called State of Grace. And I thought it was an odd choice for the album opener because this the the album the song after that is called Red. Which is the name of the album. <laughs> so I thought why you know why didn't you open up with red? That's quite that's quite a flimsy criticism, John. I'm just wondering. It wasn't a criticism. I'm just wondering why they didn't do that. I thought your issue was going to be, given that last week you criticised the band for having a long opening track, and your words, you don't see that in pop pop albums these days. <laughs> Five minutes long. This, this opening track is. Yeah, it is, it is a long one, and and but 
I mean, the one thing I will say about this album is you can tell Taylor Swift, having sold out countless stadium tours off the back of her last album, Speak Now, she was obviously in a mindset where she had to make stadium songs, you know? I think bands get to that point. Look at you too. You know? After a while, they're just like, now we have to write massive songs that are going to fucking kill in the stadiums. Because, you know, you can't keep writing nice, intimate songs playing to a million people, you know? Yeah. So, State of Grace to me is a stadium song. You know, I can see her, I can see her coming out to that. Everyone's getting crazy. And it's got a big, large chorus. Big drum beat, side open as well. Big drum beat. It's just, it's a, it's a good album opener. You know, and it's, it's an album opener that sets the stage for a Taylor Swift that's no longer just your country star in Nashville, Tennessee, but now she's taken over the world, you know. Red, that was a pretty pop song, and that explains the concept behind the album title. She lists a bunch of colours, loving him is red, but also there's, there's shades of blue, you know. There's, <laughs> of, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of different colours in this song. I liked it. I thought the lyrics were really nice. There's a, there's a lyric about loving him was like driving a Maserati, a brand new Maserati, down a dead-end street. It's like T.S. Eliot. And I just thought that was the way she... Yeah, that was a decent... When you, when you actually listen to the lyrics, they're actually quite nice. Oh, yeah. This What I mean, she's she is very good lyricist. Yeah. But it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over again. You're right. You're right. But I mean, that is, I mean, I think artists do that though. You know, you don't find, they, they always, they have like their, their thing that they're known for. Yeah, that's fair. Not every artist swings from rock to jazz to country. They're, they're, they have a, a wheelhouse. They have a wheelhouse. Yeah. And Taylor, Taylor, the thing about Taylor Swift is like, especially I think at this point, um, she was getting used to the, the wheelhouse was, was bigger than just being a little, like a, little known country star that was singing about being like a 16 year old having boyfriends and stuff like she was she wanted to sing about being a 20 year old with ex-boyfriends yeah she was obviously in her early 20s you know she was taking over the world like i said as a star as a pop star and uh you know what had gotten her there was singing about her relationships and that and i think you know that's fair enough um I think one thing we can say about her, and we've got to respect, is that she she does write her lyrics, even though maybe she doesn't write. Uh, like she gets people to collaborate with her, and you know, and write music and stuff. She is writing her lyrics, and and that's a part of her brand. That's an important part of her brand. But yeah, I liked Red. I thought it was a nice song. Treacherous. Cut this. Get it out of there. <laughs> Boring. It feels like it's constantly building towards something, you know. But then, when you get to the bit that you think it's building towards, it's just not. It's just like a a floppy wing, floppy wang. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're gonna get a nice big old bone, but no, it's a flopper. Is um, that really want the analogy you want to use? That's, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Well, because I can't. Well, I mean, what else is it? How about a roller coaster that goes up and up and up, and then when it gets to the top, it just kind of plateaus out. And yeah, it doesn't it's really got go down. a really shallow downward it's, yeah there was just no you have to massive... get off at the top and get the lift down <laughs> that's it man it's not as punchy as your analogy but i think it still works 
I think that one's better. We should cut out my analogy and uh, keep <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Um, All right. Um, yeah, underwhelming, underwhelming, underwhelming is treacherous. You know? I completely agree. I'm just waiting for you to get to the next one. Okay. Next one. I knew you were trouble. Yes, please. Big tune. It's my favourite song. Undeniable big tune, man. You know? Purely for nostalgic reasons, because I have a lot of great memories of being in Pop World on a Wednesday night, drunk on Snakebite and VKs, yeah. belting, belting trouble out as yeah, loud true. as you can. Exactly, man. That's, that's so my memories good. too. So much fun to sing along with. Yeah, it is, as, a, as a pop song, is up there for me with Avril Lavigne's I'm With You and uh, Edge of Heaven by Wham. Two of the greatest pop songs of all time. Wow, there you go. Yeah, you're very right. It's fantastic. See, I do like I do like pop sometimes, John. Pop is good, man. Pop is just because it hits you right where you need to hit in the pleasure zones. <laughs> I'm not all uh, Radiohead and loathing and despair. Yeah. Sometimes I like bright colours and major chords. And this has got them all. This has got bright colours and magical. And you know what else I like about I Knew You Were Trouble? Is that meme of a goat. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> that's, all, see, that's one thing that's ruined this song for me. Is all like, when she does the high bit, all I can see is that goat screaming in my head. By the way, I, I do fully yeah. appreciate that for all my talk of uh, pop factories churning out manufactured songs for anyone who buy them, it's completely undone by me picking the most mainstream <laughs> manufacture song on the album as my favourite but that's my podcast so we can do yeah. that and it's, your, and it's your opinion and you deserve to have an opinion um, next song is All Too Well could not could not tell you how that one goes no it was boring it was just a song one of Taylor Swift's uh, song that's a story she's basically singing a short paragraph about a relationship that went bad it was an interesting choice to have I Knew You Were Trouble and then go into... This is what I mean by pacing. You have I Knew You Were Trouble, then you go to All Too Well, right, which is a slower one. You're in a bit like, okay, after... Um, so you get hyped. This is my emotions when I'm listening to this album. I'm sat there boogieing away to I Knew You Were Trouble. You know what I mean? Screaming yeah. at the top of my lungs to the bit where she screams, I'm loving life, taking my shirt off, you know? <laughs> All Too Well comes on and I'm just sort of stood in my room then with my shirt off thinking, like, <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's just, why did you put it there? And then next song, 22. My shirt's back off. <laughs> so it's just a weird place to put. Shirt's off just talking about it. 22 is a big tune, man. No, this is a good point because last week you said um, about the band the music from big pink that yeah. it all sounded like the same band it was a really coherent piece of work mm-hmm. but i don't hear that in this i didn't really know what you meant at the time but now listening to this i completely see what you mean because this sounds like uh, it sounds like a greatest hits playlist there's none yeah. it. it doesn't work as a one long piece of work yeah this was this album wasn't made to be an album or a collection of like a time and place in taylor's life it's not more a snapshot as, in time. No. But from, more, what I've, from what I've read, she she did mean it to be like this. It wasn't a mistake. No, yeah. She wanted but, to experiment with different genres, different sounds, different types of music. She Everyone she collaborated with, she wanted to add their own snazmataz, let's call yeah. it, to, their, to that song. And I think 
I think that was, you know, that was good. There's no talk, there's no saying that. But I don't. What I like about albums is for them to be, um, to, for the for the flow to be well. And and I think um, the band did a great job of that. Um, Twenty two comes out of nowhere and is a massive, great tune. Twenty twelve standard pop, where you know, and you listen to it. And I remember listening to it when I was twenty two and thinking. Isn't this mental? I'm 22 and the song's about being 22. Everyone's having a good time. What are the chances? Although that did come out, what, six years before you were 22? Yeah. Five years? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 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 So what I mean is you could have listened, anyone could listen to it when they're 22. Yeah. As long as they were 22 after the song. As long as they were, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Did Did it speak to your experience of being 22? Uh, miserable and magical <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> mate Taylor Swift yeah she's done a great song you know, and I think you know yeah you can blast that anytime it's a shame that All Too Well was in between what would have been a streak a st- yeah, or a two song a streak three songs oh no because um, there's another one in between the next the next big one yeah and then you got another dud it just seems like they jam songs in places there's no flow and an albums need flow. That's the whole point of having an album. It's a collection of of tracks that sit well together and some can sometimes stand above one another. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're all working together as a team, you know? And it, and it should flow well. You should be transported into the mind of an artist and out again without any sort of pain, you know? This is giving me a lot of pain, this album. Yeah. Just because it lacks flow. Flow come on the Grand Rapids of an album. Not in a good way. See, I thought you were going to be a massive fan, so this is, this is quite interesting to hear. I'm blowing had your you mind. Li- had you listened to the whole album before? Uh, probably when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, but not since. Because I'd, I'd, heard, I'd only heard the big singles. Yeah, same. And now I see why they're the singles and none of the other songs you hear about. And, you know, that's why I was really surprised that this is the album at number 99. And they didn't put the album after this, 1989, in place of this album, where 1989 was just, I think, a better album, you know, in general. There were, there's better flow, there's better songwriting, you know, and and the pop songs aren't all as cheesy as on this album. Like, you know, I Knew Your Trouble, 22, and Never Getting Back Together are very cheesy, you know. But then the next album, 1989, there are pop songs on it like um, Blank Space Blank, and stuff. Blank Space, yeah. And, it's not, and there's nothing that's cheesy about it, but they're still good pop songs, you know? So Rolling Stone really... whoever I don't know who put this on there, who voted for this. Idiot. All right, just because they've got a rival podcast, don't get to... Yeah, now I'm, now I'm angry at them for that. <laughs> they didn't even consult us. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't put it out there saying, oh, is anyone doing this yet? Because maybe we could just like support you. Instead of taking, instead of, I mean, how many they had? They had their opportunities to make your podcast. You know, podcasts aren't exactly new anymore. Anyway, so what's next after getting back together? Because I think it's the worst song of all time. You do, yeah. Stay, stay, stay. It's called. Stay, stay, stay. Let's see. I enjoyed this one. Oh, it's awful. I it was yeah again cheesy yeah and I don't usually like ukulele 
What I will say, that's, how, that? they say it. that's how they say it in Hawaii. So they don't. Yeah, man. Ukulele. Ukulele. Not ukulele. Um, when when it was on, and I was listening to it, and it, and it started, I was thinking this is terrible, and I hate it. Yeah, but then I just let myself. Terrible, and I just let myself. I gave into it, and it was actually quite enjoyable. It was a feel-good tune. I don't know. As much as I do not like it, I do low-key kind of like it. <laughs> Is it a guilty pleasure? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... Yeah, you feel bad listening to it. For sure. It's, it's the definition of a guilty pleasure where like you actually feel true guilt listening to this song and thinking it's good. But you can't help but listen to it because it's got an ukulele in it. You know, and she's having a good time. <laughs> um, the last time. Your favourite song? This is this is a definite cut for me because it was boring as hell. Um, that could I, describe all of the remaining songs on the album, though. I would disagree. To a okay, fair enough. But I thought the last time was boring until Taylor Swift came on and her singing. If she didn't, if she sang the whole thing and and she kicked off boring Magoo, I think um, whatever his name is. Gary Lightbody. What's your issue with Gary? I just, he did nothing for me. It's just boring. I didn't enjoy it. I just felt myself falling asleep. Nothing about what he delivered interested me. So I think his voice is more interesting than Taylor's. Hers is, is so perfect that it... I don't think it has a lot of character to it. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather a vocalist who has... Uh, who's not as technically proficient but with more emotion and more character in it. But I think the issue is that the song lacks emotion and character. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like, you can have the well, most character. Yeah. Than... You were saying that you wanted Taylor to sing the whole thing. I I when I was bored up until she came in and I thought, this could have been... Uh, I could have listened to it without feeling as bored had she been singing the whole thing because I just didn't think he was he came in the first verse and I was like what's going on maybe yeah, switch verses around or something I don't know just ch- mix it up because I didn't enjoy it I didn't enjoy it <laughs> I don't think I, you'd have enjoyed it however they did it yeah maybe I was maybe I was just trying to think of a nice thing to say about it I found yeah. the drums were boring and the instrumentation was boring yeah <laughs> just basically said boring cut the song sorry Gary sorry Gary sad sad beautiful tragic yep what do you think about this one um yeah perfectly fine <laughs> again this is uh this is the problem i don't like it but i don't think it's bad i don't think it's a bad song do you know who mark do you know who mark kermode is no he's mark, mark kermode he's probably the uh, biggest film critic in this country and mm. he said there's only ever one film review and that's yeah it's pretty good if you like that kind of thing and that's yeah. all you can say about any film and that's that's how i feel about this album it's like yeah it's fine if you like that kind of thing it's nicely well put together the lyrics are pretty good it just does nothing for me yeah i want to listen to ian curtis singing about darkness i don't listen to taylor swift singing about uh, teenage romances that have gone wrong yeah and i think yeah i think that's fair i think she hasn't got any angst i think that's the problem she's got nothing from her childhood do you've seen the house she grew up in it was on her Wikipedia page. I haven't been stalker or anything. But so I've seen <laughs> the picture of the house that she grew up in. 
It's like a Christmas tree font. Oh my god! It's like a cartoon house. It's massive and beautiful. Yeah. You know what? And that's another. Not that every artist has to have something bad happy to happen to them to, no, to no, be good. No. But then, but then you can tell. You can always tell the ones that don't. Um, yeah, a boring song. I wouldn't cut it, but because. Oh, that one, no, sorry, we're, we're talking about sad, beautiful, tragic. Uh, you know, it was it was kind of boring. She, this is one I think that another one gave me the impression she wrote it for a stadium type thing, you know? She sat there, a stool, a bottle of water, a mic, spotlight on Taylor Swift, singing this song. And it's nice, you know? But it's nothing amazing. Next. Next, the lucky one. It's just another story about her being in love and a, or some or character she's written about being in love and having a perfect love story. I don't know. Oh, no. So it's not, I got the impression, actually, reading my notes further, it's a song about pop stars and being a pop star. Um, and how great and seeing, it is. And how seeing yourself, it. how great it is and how crazy it is. But then also seeing yourself, uh, you get old and then other pop stars will take your place sort of thing oh, which right. is kind of a nice story to be fair she could have saved that song until she was 50 odd and on the way down or she, wait, she can re-release it in a deluxe album of her 50th ah, clever <laughs> so, yeah. very good um, but, you should be on yeah, a marketing team I should be Taylor if you're listening forget she's not listening just, John you can stop saying it said. she's not listening <laughs> if uh, she was she turned it off when we've just been criticising her album for the last 45 minutes yeah, an album that came out fucking <laughs> yeah. eight years eight ago. Eight years old. Um, I would have cut this one. I would have. It's going to be a short album, given the way you're putting it together. I've cut enough songs to make it a reasonable album, I think. You know? And here's the, the surprise song came out, and everything has changed. This one was kind of a, a low rank from the charts. I remember hearing it with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, now, you'd, you'd think it would sell like crazy just with the two of them involved. Yeah. But I remember it being on the charts, for sure. But it wasn't anywhere near like the the other, the other three. You know what? <clears throat> I don't like Ed Sheeran. I want to put that out there. I don't like his music. He's oh, just think... lost us so many fans, so many potential fans, John. Yeah. Yeah. He What he writes is pop music for mums, you know. <laughs> she can stick it on in the car and it's nice. You know, it's all oh, that's nice. And it sounds like he's singing about something nice. And he doesn't cuss. Mainly he doesn't cuss. And his voice is all right. And it's just tame and sort of safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I, I did find his uh, his set headlining glass to be quite impressive. Because it was yeah. just him and and his leader. Yeah, that's what, I did see that. And I thought, yeah, fair to the guy. I can see why he... And yeah, he was on... He was on an episode of Buzzcocks and he was quite funny. No, I've got no issue with the guy. I just, I, I will not, I just don't like his music. And and, like, and I try it. I, I, I'm not just saying it out of like hate for the guy. Like I, I will listen to his music and I have. I like A-Team. That was a really nice song in Lego House. Back when he was hungry to be a, to be like a, to be popular. I liked, he wrote uh, good songs. You Need Me But I Don't Need You. Is that right? Have I got it the wrong yeah, way around? I think that's right. Yeah. That was, I, quite, I like that one. That was quite yeah. nice. But again, this is early stuff. That's his early stuff. And I think he was much oh, better that's, that's such a cliche snobbish thing to say, John. I it like is, his early stuff. But it's so oh, true. I like his early stuff. 
back before he got big time. So, so with that being said, I thought I I saw Ed Sheeran's on the featuring list. You know, what I mean, on Spotify, and I said, "Oh no, this is going to be bad." <laughs> um, but I thought the song was good. I thought his flavour, what he added to the song, especially this is uh, early Ed Sheeran, isn't it, around this time, or at least second album or so, I don't really know, but he he still had a little little fire in his heart, and I, and I thought the, the song sounded really nice, it was recorded cool, the production was good, you know, it's like they put a microphone in the middle of the room and just played music. His first Probably, album had come out the year before. There you go, yeah, so he was, he'd just blown up and he was... You know, I think he was doing some interesting stuff and he did a good job on this album, this song. How do you feel about him talking at the start of the song? Yeah, I didn't like that. No. This seemed a bit fake. Like, oh, are you ready? That's yeah, yeah, show, exactly. Yeah. Like, of like, course she's okay. ready. She sat in a room with you. Yeah, yeah, you're going to record. Yeah, record has been pressed for the last like, three hours because <laughs> yeah. they just record everything that's going on in the room. Of course they do. So, yeah, you don't, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, but, then, but yeah, I did like it. I did actively like it. left that in the song for no reason. I think again, but that's just sign of his brand. He wanted to be a bit more like lo-fi, I think, and and that's what I liked about the song. It did have a very like uh, unproduced feel to the song, which I I really liked about it. And I surprised myself, and I liked it. Um, I was wrong to be scared about this song because it was a very nice song. I thought. Okay, yeah. what's, the, uh, what's the next one? Starlight. Starlight. And that's the cover of a Muse track, right? <laughs> Imagine. You could have fooled me. She's done some She's done some interesting covers in the past. She did uh, um, Eminem. She did Lose Yourself at a live show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how, that, how well that went down. <laughs> um, she, she did. A, she did a, well, she kind of... She sung it, but in talking terms yeah what like how ed sheeran raps yes exactly like that you keep talking while i look up the other, other all right um, covers oh she did uh she did uh cry me a river by justin timberlake that could have been good i like that song yeah not bad not bad it's a good song uh riptides um, do you remember that one vance joy nah okay that's about it okay well she's good man no doubt about that um, I liked the music in Starlight. It was a decent enough track. And it had a solo, a guitar solo, which I liked. Uh, I thought it sounded as if it should be in a made-for-TV Disney film. <laughs> you think you want to go? I want to go back and... High School Musical, basically, what I'm thinking of. I see what you mean. i got to say, listening, just quickly clicking through it, yeah, it's still... It's a Taylor Swift. It fits this album and Taylor Swift at the time. I think it's a decent album. It's a shame it was towards the tail end because I'm not sure how many people really got to this far into the album. You know, I don't think if you bought the album, you switched off at the towards the end. I would have because you knew what you were getting into. As soon as Gary came on, I'd you throw the disc it. out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, the fans. I mean, but then. At this time, like you know, she was she was very aimed at like young girls, isn't it? At the time, so I mean, maybe they listened to it, but I feel like people were tran- transitioning into a period where we all just listened to singles, you know. 
it was a struggle to get this far into the album having having to get over hurdles such as the the last time God, your life is so difficult and <laughs> and the they say nurses one. have it tough yeah i'm struggling here man no one's no one's donating we're nearly there we're nearly at the end we've got one more to go and i think you like begin again one, dude best track it's my favorite track one of taylor swift top tracks 100 percent um bloody hell why it's that's a good question i mean the story is nice she's done a good job of telling a story about how she's you know she's sort of been like oh you know what i'm out of relationships now you know count me out and she's just in a cafe one day having a cup of having a espresso she looks up and there's a man who's nice to her she chats and having a good time and he's he doesn't want anything from her you know he just wants to be a nice guy and it just seems like a nice story you know what i mean yeah you summed it up and you don't need she didn't need four minutes she could have just said that that. and basically she's saying she just got she's been out of relationship and she's happy not being anyone but she's met a guy who appreciates her for all the things that her past relationship did not and she realizes that that's the kind of person she needs in a relationship not one that you know is is in it for themselves you know and 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 i think that's a that's a valuable story people can listen to and take something from it but also the music and and everything about it is a nice it's a nice song, you know, and I could, and it's a shameless at the end, but at the same time, it's a perfect end track. Sure, it's a good closer, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I kind of disagree. I think it sounds like all the others, and I find it really boring. But if you like it that much, then yeah, surely he, having it book, uh, book ending the album yeah. is quite, quite yeah. a good idea. Um, the, only thing, the only thing that's a shame about being at the end of albums because the album is such a poorly paced album. Like... <laughs> casual listeners i think um you know one of the people that aren't in the seven hundred thousand that bought it seven million seven million people that bought it i think um, a million's part yes yeah, so it? gold is a hundred thousand in and then yeah all right so yeah seven million people there. <laughs> does that change your opinion no not at all people that, you know the people that weren't buying the album if they're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna give Taylor Swift a go today. Let's check out her newest album, Red. Put it in the, put it on the record player. And then they just listen to a bunch of shitty songs in between, really polished pop songs. You're never gonna to get to begin again, you know. And if you do, you have a, it's a juicy little cherry on top of a pretty mixed bag of an album. I'm glad it ended on a high note for you. Yeah, man. And uh, maybe that's a good time to announce the favorite track idea yes. that your brother had that we're going to steal yeah um we're do, we're gonna pick us pick a track from each of the albums we listen to yeah we're each gonna take we're each gonna take our favorite track and uh put it put it in a spotify playlist so we can all listen to it together yeah just the the ones that we think are the the thing the things that you should listen to in case you're a bit nervous about dumping into an album check out this track see yeah. if you like it uh, we realise we're taking up too much of your time as it is, so asking you to listen to a whole hour-long album is probably asking a bit much. But we'll just get the highlights and put it into a playlist. Yeah, and you know, and if you are thinking about listening to an album, uh, listen to this album before maybe you listen to the podcast. That's a fair shout. I would say that this album has got a lot of bunk tracks in it, and I think it's an hour. It's 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 unbelievable that this is an hour long. Um, <laughs> 
it's, it's not worthy of being an hour long. A lot of track. There were a lot of tracks that should have been cut. I think we have. I think we've taken longer to talk about it, though. To be fair, if we're going to criticise someone, we fix it in post, like Taylor Swift should have done. <laughs> we'll cut out, cut out a lot. Of cut it. out the. Have we been too negative? I don't think so. I think mean, uh, I'm worried. I'm worried we've come across as music stops, which is true. But I wanted to get to at least episode ten before people turned against us. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, sorry, t- sorry, Tato. I did also have a uh, story I wanted to tell. Oh. Yeah. Um, a story, actually, a story I heard Dave Grohl tell. Okay. Uh, but so he was Dave Grohl was at a party a bit with loads of big names there. Uh huh. And Paul McCartney's at the piano singing uh, songs for everyone. And then after he's finished, he gets up and says, points at Dave Grohl and is like, come on, Dave, you, you come and play a song for everyone. And at this point in the evening, Dave Grohl's really drunk yeah. and just, kind of just he's a bit dizzy and just completely freezes and uh, doesn't know what to do. And then who should come to his rescue? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Tay jumps up and says, oh, I'll play a song. And I assume she saw that he was struggling and jumps up on the piano. And then she played Best of You by the Foo Fighters. No, that army. That'd have been a good fight. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I would like to do that fight. And then he found his, um, he kind of uh, found himself again and went up and screamed out the lyrics with her. Oh man, that's nice. So yeah, so so she seems. She's cool, cool, man. She's cool. I just don't think this is her best album, but I, I am a Taylor. I could say I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Cool. Should we call it a day? Yeah. You don't do the game. Yes. Yeah, let's do the game. With a. A slight twist on last week. We're going to pick yeah. each other's bands this time. That seemed to make more sense. Yeah, bands that we reckon we. Yeah, we're not going to be too mean. No. Uh, but we're going to choose each other. So, I'll... do you want to go first? Yeah. So, I'll give you <clears throat> Fallout Boy. All right. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. Uh, I'm ready. All right. So I think five guesses. All right, guess no, uh, well, no, number one. It's gonna be. You know what's annoying? I don't know any of their new songs, and I know they're gonna be yeah. more popular. I'm afraid that might be an issue. Without giving too many clues away. One, there's one called the Phoenix. I think. It, it, there is. Uh, that's not in the top five. Ah, damn. There's. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let's get out the the classics. Dance, dance, gotta be there. E- oh, actually, yeah, they're in order, but they haven't got. They're not in. Can't hang on. One, two, three. Ah, oh, it's just missed out. It's number six. What? Uh, Sugar, we're going down. Yes. That's it. Good. Yeah, this is hard actually. Yeah, it's really hard. Sorry, I don't know I any of the list before I chose it. Oh, I don't know, man. Because I can hear I, they're all they all sound the same to me. I've got two guesses left, and I yeah. All right. What about um, this? Ain't a scene. <laughs> no, should have been, but it's not. Okay. And then lastly, uh, who knows? Save rock and roll. That's one. <laughs> no, that's not even in the top. <laughs> oh, man. Man. One out of five. Do you want to know one. Yeah. Number one is Centuries. 
Oh, wow. Nope, no read of it. Two was Sugar We're Going Down. Three was Summer Days featuring Macklemore. Wow. What is that? Never heard it. Don't want to ever hear it. Four is a song called Thanks for the Memories, except they've taken out all the vowels. So it's... Yeah, C-H-M-X. Just mums. Yeah, man. That's a good tune. Very rock and roll. I'm surprised I didn't get that one. Five was My Songs Know What You Do It Did in the Dark, which are on the same album as Phoenix, but... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Poor show. boy. I thought you were a fan. Football came back as a terrible pop outfit no no offense to fallout boy all right for you Ooh. i was gonna um let's see i'm gonna look at your playlist you pick a really difficult one now that you only got one yeah i'm gonna get you back because you've made me look like a fool <laughs> i don't know what in your playlist you like a lot you know you know, what, I'm gonna give you some one that could be hard, but could also be not hard. Fleetwood Mac. Oh. We went to see them back in 2019. We did. What a time to be alive that was. We didn't know what we had before it was gone. No. Um, All right. Okay. I would say uh, the chain. Yep. Good. Go your own way. Yep. Well, I've already won. Should I carry on? Yeah, go on. Um, dreams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, John. Uh, Fuck's sake. What else would it be? Gypsy? No. You on the um, let's go for... Oh, I've got it between two. I think I'll go for everywhere. Yes. Yes. One you missed yeah. that one was landslide. That was the other one I was going to. Was between the two I had last. Dude, oh, you could have kicked it out of the park, man. So out so far we haven't had, neither of us have had five out of five. Yeah. Next time I'll actually look at what the songs are before I pick one. Because yeah, and next time I'll choice. I won't choose the <laughs> huge band. <laughs> <laughs> next week the Beatles. Um, that would be difficult actually. Yeah, that's because there's so many. That's what I thought. Fleetwood Mac, there's so many yeah, that you could chose from. Too many hits. But I was wrong about that. Oh, well. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Good it talk. Was good. Um, what's next week? I'm not sure. Off the top of my head. No. Neither am I. Lucinda Williams. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it's a country singer. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> more, con- more country. Yeah, I um, I don't know if it'll be good. I've it might be. N- never heard of her before. No, neither. A week after that was going to be Metallica. That's quite a, that's quite a change. That'd be quite good. I think. Yeah. I've not really listened to Metallica much, so I look forward to that. But I think next week would be good as well because I've never heard of this woman ever in my life. So let's see how it goes. Good. All right. Then. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye.